Hi everyone, welcome back to this Advanced English Conversation with Greg and MD. Great to see you all here today. So our topic is repair strategies in the event of a communication breakdown. Repair strategy. It's interesting. I'm not sure I've heard that term before. What do you mean by repair? Right. Great question. So let's say you're communicating and a point does not get across or somebody is communicating something to you but it doesn't really register because you didn't hear them or because they used a word or a phrase that didn't quite make sense, right? And so this happens regardless of whether you're learning a language, right? This happens in communication all the time. There could be a miscommunication or a situation where we need to repair or fix what got confused or um, jumbled or broken. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because in communication, we've all been in conversations where there was a, a misunderstanding. Yes. Um, maybe someone mispronounced a word or uh, they forgot to say uh, a part of the the explanation that connected everything, right? Um, So the repair is sort of mending that dialogue. It's mending the communication so that it works and so that, you know, that people understand each other. Yeah. So if you're the person who is maybe not coming across clear, And if you notice that, or you can read the expressions on somebody's face to whom you're speaking, and they look maybe confused or lost or like they're not listening, uh, you could say something like, let me rephrase that, or let me say that again, Mm -hmm. right? So that you can come across as making sure that you don't want to leave anyone in the dust, so to speak. Yeah, and that's completely fine to do, right? It's one of those things where you want to sort of read the other person and you can see if they're confused or not. Uh, And if it looks like they didn't quite understand what you said, that's a great opportunity to use a phrase like that, right? I could be explaining something to you and I see a, you know, kind of confused look on your face. I'm like, let me see if I can say that more clearly or let me restate that, right? Let me put it a different way or... In other words, right? Yeah. What I meant was... Yeah. And what I mean by this is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to, you know, apologize and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, You know, my English is not very good or my French is not very good, right? No need to apologize. Not a problem. Just rephrase it. Restate it. Say it in a different way. Or try to clarify. You can even say... Uh, let me clarify that, or I would like to clarify mm-hmm. what I just said. Or let me be more specific. Yeah. And, you know, we use this phrasing all the time, too, when we're, you know, speaking to anyone, really, and we want to be very clear. So that's if you are the person who wants to make something clear. But let's say you're somebody who's listening and the message is not coming across very clearly. Maybe there's background noise. Maybe you're on the phone and the signal is not very strong where you are. Maybe there's a lot of, you know, maybe loud music is playing. Right, right? or just distractions. I find that sometimes if I'm in a busy context, right, if you're in like a public cafe or something and there's a lot of people around, you might lose focus, right? It's easy to sort of miss what was said. 
very easy to do. So you can say, again, no need to apologize. We don't have to over apologize. But we can say things like, I didn't catch that. Could you repeat what you just said? Or it was too loud. Do you mind saying that again? Yeah, I, it's, it's very useful, uh, even if you do think you heard them clearly, to get a little more information about what they were saying, just to be absolutely sure. Yeah. Um, right, and so I think the phrases you brought up are good ones. Um, I'm trying to think of ones I would use. I might say something like, you know, I just, I missed that. Could you, could you go through, could you walk me through that again? Right? That's um, good. I could like you, that. Could you walk me through that? Yeah. Right? So think of it as you're going down a path that you're not familiar with, and they're walking through that path mm -hmm. with you, or through that forest. Yeah. Right? Or it's like, I'm not sure I quite understand what you're saying. Or let me make sure I understand what you're saying. Right. Right? Yeah, that's um, a good one too, because it shows that you're taking the initiative right. to and understand. Then, and then you can go through and, and sort of walk them through the process of your understanding, right? You can yeah. you can describe to them what you interpret interpreted from what they said. Yeah, that's a really good one. So that they know that you're that you guys are on the same page. Yeah. Right. I also kind of say, I mean I sometimes say, you know, um, you um, you lost me there. Would you mind repeating that? Right. If especially if they use some like terminology or jargon, right, medical or technical vocabulary that might not be in your area of expertise or the industry that you work in or are familiar with, then you can say, you totally lost me. Could you clarify or could you define that term? Or what does da-da-da-da-da mean? Yeah. Right? It's okay to say, ask that. Yeah, it's very tempting to just nod, right, and <laughs> yeah. pretend like you understood. But unfortunately, that almost always causes problems down the line, right? Yeah. Because then they, they think they, that you understood what they're saying. Um, and then you go and do something that shows you didn't. That right. could be annoying for them or frustrating. Instead, uh, you know, it's, it's more courageous and, in fact, a sign of confidence to make clear that you didn't understand what they said. Um, so there's, there should be no shame in that. Um, and and uh, I actually, when I do it, yeah. I, I like to give them a bit of a compliment, right? You know, you're, I, I might say something like, your understanding of this is clearly much more developed than mine, right? You have a much better understanding of this. Uh, you have a deeper, more technical understanding. Could you walk me through it? I'm more of a beginner on this topic. Could you just walk me through it, through it in, a, in a more basic way? Right. Right. Or could we go over that again a little bit more slowly? Yeah. Right. There's no, uh, like Greg said, you don't have to worry about um, feeling shy or embarrassed for not knowing something. If anything, it's, it's heroic. It's courageous. Right. There are plenty of things that they've probably nodded out with, nodded at without even registering yeah right? so and they like to feel it everyone likes to feel like an expert so you give them a, yeah. an opportunity to feel more like an expert um, and then you also show that you you really do want to understand what they're saying and they'll they'll appreciate that yeah and the other thing you can say is you know just so we're on the same page and then you can ask them or you can show them what you understood from it or say just so you're we're on the same page could you repeat that back to me? Yeah, that's it's very effective. Yeah. One other one other way that I think can be uh, very helpful for establishing the understanding is to ask for an example. Mm, that's right? really very smart. You know, yeah. So uh, okay, you're saying this. 
Could you give me an example that illustrates what you're saying, right? Uh, you, you ask for, uh, you want to ask them to help um, encapsulate the, the, the essence of what they're saying by describing a real world situation or, you know, a use case for whatever it is they're describing. Yeah, give them an, ask for an anecdote, right? A story for them to, to clarify something and to really paint the picture of maybe an abstract abstract concept that then becomes more tangible and, you know, more easily understood. Yeah. Right. So these are all, you know, ways of repairing a communication breakdown or preventing a miscommunication because you address that confusion earlier on. And again, there's no need to feel embarrassed about it. Native speakers do this too and frankly should do it more often. <laughs> so... It's a great way to do when you're speaking to somebody like we are in person or if you're on a Skype or Zoom call, like some type of virtual setting, on the phone or even through email. So across all of the communication channels. Yeah, and, and if there's one thing I would close with, it's uh, that you uh, the best way to, to do this is to do it calmly um, and politely, right? Um, not You don't want to sound urgent or frustrated um, you want to do it with um, good humor, yeah. uh, because that way uh, it just it, it makes it, it shows that you're, you're you're really just focused on understanding and that you're not losing patience, right? Yeah. Uh, we always want to be patient communicators, and by uh, demonstrating patience uh, with the person who's speaking to you or to whom you're speaking, uh, that goes a long way toward establishing. Uh, a sense of uh, res mutual respect yeah. that can make for a very good conversation. Yeah, because it shows that you have the same goal in mind, right? That you're on the same page. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Try out those strategies and you'll start to notice that there are fewer and fewer communication breakdowns because things are becoming clearer. You're going to become a better, more effective communicator and you'll also encourage people around you to become more effective with their message. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you right here for another conversation. Bye for now.